This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A federal judge has ordered the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to reconsider part of its decision not to protect Yellowstone National Park's bison as an endangered species. The Buffalo Field Campaign and Western Watersheds Project have argued that two separate groups of bison in the park are genetically distinct Rather than set a population limit of 3,000 animals for the entire park, they say the limit should be 3,000 for each herd, 6,000 overall. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, citing a different study, has argued that herds are not distinct and rejected the listing petition in 2019, according to the Billings Gazette. District of Columbia U.S. District Judge Randolph D. Moss wrote, The federal agency failed to explain why it chose one study over the other. That opinion came out last week. Moss set no deadline for Fish and Wildlife to respond, but will require both sides to update the court within 90 days. The Montana Supreme Court has denied a request to reverse a lower court's ruling halting signature gathering for a ballot measure, saying the district court could bring a faster resolution to the case. Last week, attorney Matthew Monforton asked the justice to reverse Lewis and Clark County District Court Judge Michael McMahon's decision to temporarily block signature gathering for Constitutional Initiative 121. The initiative would revert tax valuations back to 2019 levels and limit tax valuations to either 2% or the inflation rate, whichever is lower. Following a legal review by Attorney General Austin Knudsen, the measure was certified for a signature gathering by Secretary of State Christy Jacobson. On January 12th, the Montana Federation of Public Employees, the Montana Farmers Union, and two Montana citizens filed suit in district court, claiming the Attorney General and Secretary of State had not fulfilled provisions of new state law, House Bill 651. That law requires an interim legislative committee to weigh in on ballot measures via a vote. In issuing the temporary restraining order, McMahon said at January 24th hearing. Monforton says the district court's temporary block to signature gathering compromises the ability for supporters to gather the necessary signatures. In Tuesday's Supreme Court order, Chief Justice Michael McGrath wrote that the timeline at the district court would be faster than that of the high court. The order further states that Monforton could appear at the lower court before the hearing to request that the order be dissolved or modified. Tuesday's order did not specifically address Monforton's other arguments, specifically that the state Supreme Court has exclusive jurisdiction to review legal sufficiency of ballot initiatives and that a challenge to sufficiently should not be considered under the statute until signatures are gathered and certified by the Secretary of State. Monforton characterized the district court's error in failing to provide him with a notice of its decision, quote, a violation of the Judicial Code of Ethics. Quote, this was filed by the Montana Liberal Establishment 
in the wrong court at the wrong time, and they got a sweeping injunction with no legal basis. MFPE President Amanda Curtis applauded the high court's decision. Curtis described CI-121 as a complex, far-reaching, and with unforeseen circumstances. Inclusion from input of the interim committee and business analysis could help voters decide whether to sign the petition. Framed by a national debate on censorship of controversial viewpoints, the United States Supreme Court heard oral arguments Tuesday on whether to draw the line for private speech held in public areas that the government finds inappropriate or offensive. The case stems from three 83-foot-tall flagpoles outside Boston City Hall, where the U.S. flag and the state flag always fly. The third flag is subject to temporary installations. When it is not flying the city flag, the pole has borne the flag of all 284 images that citizens petitioned to celebrate over a decade. That record was broken in 2017 when Howard Scherfeld proposed flying a Christian flag flag with a red Latin cross in ceremonies marking the signing of the U.S. Constitution in 1787. Quote, no city can run the risk of being forced to fly a swastika in front of City Hall, Douglas Hayward Dreemeyer of Ropes and Gray in Boston told the Supreme Court. The city cannot afford the idea that its flagpole has become a forum for ISIS or other groups. The justices struggled with the idea that the city's flag-raising program said it was a public forum that welcomed anyone to apply, yet a casual observer seeing a flag over City Hall would likely assume that it was the government that was conveying the message. Quote, what are you going to think? asked Justice Stephen Breyer. Three flags outside City Hall. Of course, anyone in their right mind would think that has something to do with the city. Justice Elena Kagan agreed. If you're on the street and see those three flagpoles, why would you think that this is anything other than the government flying a flag? A ruling is expected by June. Depression among high school students hit the highest rate in three decades during the pandemic, according to the results of the 2021 Montana Youth Risk Behavioral Study. The survey tracks youth who report feeling so sad or hopeless nearly every day for two weeks in a row or more that they stop doing their usual activities. 18% of Native American students attempted suicide last year, compared to 8% of white students. Freshman and sophomore students were more likely to have attempted suicide than juniors and seniors and girls more than boys. Studies show an association between poor mental health and screen time. 72% of students spent three or more hours on their screens in an average school day, not counting homework time. Tribal health officials are also aware that 52% of Native American youth reported trying cigarettes last year. 23% of white students reported trying cigarettes. Some 48% of students have tried a vaping product. 
In Montana, alcohol use is down, however, with 31% of students having had a drink in the last 30 days. Girls were more likely to have had a drink than boys, and white students were more likely to have had one than Native American students. Montana is collecting only 75% of the blood necessary to meet hospital demands. Quote, it's the worst shortage we've seen in 10 years, says Matt Ostreiner, the communications director for the American Red Cross of Montana and Idaho. And the demand is staying fairly steady. Every two seconds in the United States, someone needs a life-saving blood transfusion and a single blood donation that takes less than an hour can save up to th three lives. Quote, empty shelves are annoying when you go to the grocery store, but it's terrifying when you have blood shortages. That's according to Dr. Nicole Finke, a pathologist at Community Medical Center in Missoula. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott, the State Radio Network.